Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Rashini has this Sunday off. Steve Thompson sitting in with Dr. David Hilden here on Healthy Matters. And it's an open line show today. And the number is 651 226 and we apologize difficulty with the phone lines again but you're able to text the program 651-989-9226 dr hilton good to visit with you it's been a long time good morning steve it's great to be back with you i i, I think I, I haven't haven't seen you uh or worked with you for well over a year or has that been even longer maybe oh, since yeah. before the pandemic yeah pre-covid i think it it, it has been uh, a, a long time but good to visit with you and there's so much going on i i suppose covid 19 is still front and center it really is, uh, and and we've we've kind of got at least in in most of the state of Minnesota a dual thing going on right now. Hospitals are simply full, and including ours at Hennepin downtown Minneapolis. But we're not alone. Um, the hospitals are running at at near capacity, or or in some cases at on some days we're at capacity, and so we're uh, many of the hospitals in the Twin Cities are are running just really really tight, and that means we don't have a lot of room to flex uh, for COVID. And indeed, COVID is on the rise again. As sad as that is to say, hospitalizations in the state are rising. I think the numbers. You know, and numbers are hard to con- convey over radio, but it was something like 100, 100 people with COVID in the state a few months ago, in the whole state, in the hospital. And at the peak, it was about 800. And now we're back up to nearly 400. And so, wow, that's not as bad as it used to be, but it's four or five times worse than it was just a few weeks ago. And just about everybody who's in the hospital has two things. They have the Delta variant. That's 80 to 90 or 90 plus percent of the cases are the Delta variant, which is more transmissible. And then the other is almost every single one of them is unvaccinated. 
So it is basically a self-selected population. If you want to get hospitalized with COVID, uh, don't get a vaccine because you're the ones that are in the hospital. It's just the, the numbers don't lie. There's, there are a very few number of hospitalized patients who did get the vaccine, but those numbers are very small, just really small, one or two people out of hundreds. All the rest of them are unvaccinated. And so it is basically you need to you have you might have your freedom to do what you'd like with the vaccine. But if you have there are consequences to your choices. And if you get ill, one of those consequences may be that you end up in the hospital. And fortunately, healthcare in Minnesota is and Wisconsin and, and the upper Midwest is really good. And we have we got we got a bed for you. We'll we'll take care of you if you get sick. But that's not the case in other parts of the country. We get calls from Oklahoma and Alabama, we're getting calls from all over the country, especially the South, looking for help. And so we, our, our plea is just going out to people. It's it's becoming a plea is to get your vaccine. Uh, we'll care for you if you get sick, but you are making a decision there that could have really bad consequences for you and your family should you uh, choose not to get vaccinated. And if you are on the fence and you've decided now, you've seen the numbers, you've heard the news, you are going to get vaccinated, uh, Hennepin Healthcare can make it very easy. Absolutely. You can go um, darn near anywhere to get your vaccine now. You can just go to HennepinHealthcare.org and there's all the information you want. You can get it the day you decide to do it. You can, we can, you can get it at a number of different locations. So I would just tell people, wherever you live in this state or in the whole region, Iowa, Wisconsin, the Dakotas, wherever you're listening from, or if you're listening over the Internet and you're in Arizona right now, there are vaccines available to everybody. If, if you're not sure where to go and you live here in the metro area, do indeed go to HennepinHealthCare.org. We'll help you out. We'll get you that vaccine just lickety-split. And it. The actual needle barely you can feel. It takes less than five seconds, three seconds. And so that part's nothing. And yeah, you might get a little bit sick. You might, yeah, not even sick. You're not going to get COVID, but you might have a sore arm. You might feel a little tired and fatigued, maybe a little bit of fever a day or two afterwards. That will go away, however. And uh, there's a, it's a safe vaccine. It is it's exceptionally effective. It's just unbelievably effective. It works so well. Uh, and uh, I encourage everybody to do it. The consequences of not getting vaccine is, is they're dire. Actually, they're really bad. And and the other thing I think of is is the the argument I hear from people a lot is, well, I'm a healthy person. I'm not going to get that sick from it. That might be true, but uh, you are the that's only one reason to get a vaccine is to protect yourself. The huge reason to get vaccine is to protect other people. Like children, so that they're hitting, they're getting hit hard. So if you haven't got a vaccine, and you're an adult who's 28 years old, or 35, or 45, or 55, and you feel well, I can handle this, you're not gonna feel so good if you give it to a child who ends up in a hospital. And children are actually getting it now, and um, they're getting sick. So it's just a, a reminder to everybody. This one isn't isn't controversial anymore in the medical community. There's no real debate. This is safe. And it's effective, and it is the thing to do. It is Healthy Matters each and every Sunday morning. Steve in for Rashini today. Dr. Hilden is in, and it is an open line show. We invite you to send your text to 651-989-9226, 651 989 
888-900-9226. couple of follow-ups on COVID-19. Uh, there are some big events coming up. Uh, kids are headed back to school, and we have the state fair uh, coming up. Uh, in the school one, because kids under 12 can't be vaccinated, th- those guidelines might change. But uh, tell us about that and masks and school and uh What's happening on that front? What are the recommendations there? Absolutely, Steve. And, and, and people can be forgiven for saying, well, what are you going to tell us you know, this month? Because you know, the recommendations sure. do, do change. But, you know, science changes and this, this virus changes. And so we, we don't uh, – we're, we're, it isn't that the guidance is initially wrong. It's just that it changes as we learn new information. What I would suggest to people, if I had a child going to school, I would not – uh, tolerate my school uh, allowing people to be without masks. I wouldn't tolerate that. Uh, that is, in my opinion, a, a borderline reckless. And and I think uh, um, your child should wear a mask at school. Yeah, it's it's just that, and your teachers should have a mask on. And I would I would expect that your teachers are vaccinated, and I would expect that all the adults are vaccinated. And if I had a child that's twelve years old or more, I would have them vaccinated. Um, clearly, without a doubt, um, the the consequences of a child getting COVID are much much worse uh, than the consequences of the vaccine. So I would for sure do that. That be and then if I for all the other public events going on, the state fair, for instance, where I hope to see some of you on Sunday morning in a couple of weeks, the the what I would do there is if you're vaccinated, I think you can go to the fair and you can do things that uh, uh, the outdoor things for sure. I would still bring a mask, even if I were vaccinated. Um, every time you stepped into one of the buildings at the fair, I would put it on. I would put your mask on um, to protect because you can still pick this thing up and with crowded places, uh, even a vaccinated person. So vaccinated people go and enjoy the fair. Bring a mask for those situations when you're in any place that's crowded. But if you're walking around the fairgrounds, you're out at the WCCO booth with me, uh, you're eating a cheese curd, walking down Judson Avenue, I would, you'd be okay. If you're unvaccinated, you really have some decisions to do. I, I might suggest you stay home, um, frankly, uh, of any uh, large event if you're unvaccinated. And what I would do instead is tomorrow, go get your vaccine and then enjoy the world with the rest of us. We are going to take a break right now. We'll come back and get started on our open phones. Uh, we have a number of questions for the doctor and comments, and we'll get to those momentarily. And you're welcome to text the program today. It is an open line show, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. It is Healthy Matters with Dr. David Hilden from Hennepin Healthcare here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. It's a beautiful morning. I think I'll Open the lines today on Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden in. Rashini as the day up. Steve Thompson sitting in. And that number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. An open line show today. We opened uh, with COVID-19. We'll certainly get back to that as we move through the program. But uh, here's one from our text line, Doctor. What is the recovery for a tibia plateau fracture? 
Yeah, your your tibia is your big old shin bone. It's that big flat bone of your shin. It 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 it, it forms your knee joint as well at the top of it and the plateau is the top of it it's really kind of a flat part of a, a knob on the top of your shin bone that forms the lower part of your knee joint the plateau fracture is a crack or a chip or a, a through and through fracture of that top flat surface they are a little bit more serious types of knee or shin fractures because it's in the joint and so you can't bear weight on it for often several months. If it's just a minor crack, it might be a non-surgical treatment where your doctor will tell you to stay off of it for a few weeks or a few months and it heals on its own and you're good to go in a month or three. If it's a little bit bigger though, or importantly, if it involves the ligaments like the ACL, the anterior cruciate ligament, or the PCL, the posterior cruciate ligament, or if it includes the meniscus in the other ligaments, of which there are a lot in the joint, then it might be even longer. And then you might need surgery, in which case you're probably not going to be able to bear weight on that thing for many weeks, perhaps two to three months. And then you might have another uh, another period of, of some months before it gets better. These do take generally a few to several months to feel better when you have a tibia fracture, uh, a plateau fracture. They're, they're, they can be... They can be significant. And then the other thing is that long-term, after any fracture that's around a joint, that joint is more susceptible to arthritis in the future uh, because you're, you're basically you're, you're not dealing with the standard issue uh, anatomy that you had when you were born. Now you've got some breaks to it and inflammation and healing can lead to some arthritis. So um, I do suggest a physical therapist right from the get-go after a tibial plateau fracture. You should be working with a physical therapist like the day after your surgery and deal with them for the weeks and the months to come. Uh, from our text line, of course, 651-989-9226, uh, an elderly woman texts in, uh, for 15 years, I would get up once a night to void. During the past year, I need to get up two or three times. No change in diet or liquid intake. What could be causing this change? Yeah, since this is a woman, um, we look for things like uh, pelvic floor dysfunction. The muscles of your pelvis get weaker as you get older. And women have the one very uh, special but unique situation is that your pelvic floor muscles can be weakened with childbirth. And so maybe some years ago, maybe it was five years ago, maybe it was 70 or 50 years ago, you had children. That um, Those muscles do get weaker as you age. So I would see a pelvic floor specialist. We have one at Hennepin, actually. We have a woman named Beth Stagora. She was on the show. She's a physical therapist that deals specifically with pelvic floor dysfunction. So that's one thing I might suggest. You also could have infections. And so if, you're, if it's just a, a sudden change of your urinary habits, you're going once a night, now you're going three times a night, and that happened in a very short period of time, just over a few days. Then go see your regular doctor. They can check your urine to see if you have some type of infection. And then, of course, there are some worse things. There's bladder cancers and the like, but I have no reason to think that that's what this person has. But it's worth, it's worth a look. And so get that urine tested. Consider pelvic floor um, exercises. Uh, with a physical therapist. And if you happen to be a man, it's a whole different conversation because you didn't have children earlier, but you have a prostate. And so that is the, by far and away the number one cause in men for increased amounts of urination. 
And, and tell us more about that because there's a number of ads on television, on on remedies and so on and so forth that uh, keep you from or or may prevent you from having to get up and go multiple times a night. Yeah, most of them aren't terribly proven, but some of them might do something. And if they help you, have at it. The the prostate is a little gland about the size of a walnut that all the men are born with. Uh, and those get bigger with age almost universally. I don't want to say every man listening has a big prostate, but most of you do if you get old enough. They just get bigger with time. And that tends to squeeze the supply of urine. So there are really good prescription medicines that can help that out with prostates. Some of them actually shrink the size of the prostate. Others just in, uh, dilate it so that the urine can fall can go through better. Uh, so there are some prescription things. The non-prescription things for prostate health are not generally scientific proven. Most of them, however, um, are, are safe. And uh, if it helps you, I, I have no problem with people trying some of those things as well. Dr. David Hilden is in. It's Healthy Matters. It's an open line show. Our number, 651-989-9226. We promise we'll get back to some of the COVID-19-related questions on the program. Uh, from our text line, I had a stroke 10 years ago and need bladder uterus prolapse surgery. Would I need a scan for plaque in my veins or arteries or any other test before a surgery like that? I don't think so. Uh, now, this person is, is uh, um, a prolapse is your bladder is pushing down. Basically, gravity's winning. It, it's sort of just it's pushing down. Um, uh, and uh, because the pelvic floor muscles aren't so good. I think what this person is saying, do I need to have an evaluation to see if my arteries of my heart and my body are good prior to surgery? And the answer to that is almost always no. Uh, This is a surgery you can go without an extensive evaluation before you do it. That being said, almost all surgeries require what we call a preoperative evaluation, Sometimes the surgeon will do it herself. Sometimes uh, your primary care doctor will do it. Uh, And in that situation, they'll give an evaluation to see if um, any kind of evaluation is necessary. But in this case, I don't think you need to have that done. One other one uh, quickly before the break. We have the weather coming up momentarily and then more Healthy Matters, our open line show this morning. I have many insect bites on my legs from being outdoors on several different evenings, watering plants, etc., uh, I'm assuming they're mosquito bites, but they itch so badly that over-the-counter ointments don't stop the itch very well. Um, can I use something else, or can my doctor help me with these really itchy bites? Right. You can try Benadryl um, in a topical formation, you know, a, a lotion. You can alternate that with hydrocortisone, which will be your better one. The hydrocortisone will work the best. So hydrocortisone, then Benadryl, then hydrocortisone, then Benadryl. Another thing to do is to take that Benadryl in pill form. Just take it. It'll cause drowsiness, but go buy an over-the-counter Benadryl and take it in pill form. That will help the itching. And then, yes, your doctor or an allergist can prescribe something even stronger that'll help that itch. One follow-up to mosquito bites. There aren't as many this year because it's been so terribly dry. But nevertheless, mosquito bites can cause problems. There is disease still associated with that. No kidding. There's, there certainly are. And sometimes these bites are, are can have an inflammatory response that's pretty bad. And here's a little too much information for all of you, but I was on a vacation about two weeks ago, and I got a couple of bites in the ocean. They're still here, and that was a month ago. Wow. And so sometimes these bites can, um, they can really take a long time to heal. 
But but is there concern about that the disease, West Nile, et cetera, associated? There are with mosquitoes. Now, yeah. fortunately, we don't have Zika here, but we yeah. do have things like encephalitis, which is West Nile. We have all kinds of things from uh, uh, ticks and mosquito bites, and some of them indeed can carry illness. Fortunately, in our frozen tundra, the mosquitoes are relatively, there's a lot of them, but they don't carry all the worst stuff that you get in more tropical zones. They don't carry malaria or anything like that, but they can carry West Nile encephalitis. That's a true statement. So if you are if you have any kind of systemic problems, fevers, chills, aches and pains, joint pains, or if the bumps don't go away, you should see somebody for that. Quick break. We have more It Is Healthy Matters brought to you by Hennepin Healthcare. Dr. David Hilden is in. It is an open line show. 651-989-9226. Text today only 651-989-9226. Here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. It is an open line show on Healthy Matters with Dr. David Hilden, brought to you by Hennepin Healthcare. And we're going to come out of the break and talk again about uh, COVID-19. We've had a lot of texts about this. And this has to do with uh, talk about boosters, especially for high-risk individuals. And Dr. Hilden from our text line, as a 66-year-old high-risk person with autoimmune disease taking prednisone, would I be able to get a Pfizer or Moderna booster? I received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to begin with. The answer is probably yes. Boosters are all the hot topic lately because um, we're, we're just not sure how long your immunity lasts with the vaccines. And I have long predicted that this might be something we're doing for years to come. You get an annual booster, but we just don't know that. And it's sort of... Uh, it's a quandary because we have the vaccines available and it is probably true that a booster will help, but will it help that much? The vaccines are so effective and their protection seems to last so long that on the one side of that argument is we shouldn't be giving a third shot, a booster, because it's not needed and others need it more. We should be sending them to other parts of the world or making sure everybody gets their first shot. So that's the argument against boosters. The argument for them is that, well, immunity might not last forever and that we should take especially vulnerable people and give them the booster. So I think that's probably what you'll see is especially vulnerable people will be offered a booster, I'll bet, in the next few months. I don't know that. I, I don't have a crystal ball, but I think that's likely. And so who's vulnerable? Well, those with a compromised immune system, such as the, this listener, people with on prednisone, people with autoimmune disorders, they are more vulnerable. It, it, the, the vaccines might be somewhat less effective in them, and so getting a, a booster might be a good idea. Uh, I've heard healthcare workers, because our, our vaccines were so long ago. Mine was in December of 2020. Oh. So does, does that mean it's starting to, to lose its effective? So you might see healthcare workers and you might see older adults, nursing home residents and people in their 70s and 80s. They might be offered a booster. The last part of this listener's question is if you got the J&J, would you get a, a, a Pfizer or a Moderna booster? Maybe. You might also get another J&J. You might get, because it's an effective vaccine. People who have got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, they're not in the hospitals either. They're not dying either. So the, the J&J works. Um, there is some suggestion that maybe you would get the Pfizer or the Moderna as your booster, but that one I can't say because it's a little premature whether we're going to be getting them at all. So 
I, I can't give a better answer than that on, on, the, on which one you'd get. And we've had a number of these as, as well, and we're, we're going to try and in interest in getting to as many texts as we can, blend some of these together. And there is a, a great deal of uh, follow-up on what you said earlier. It, it's one thing to protect yourself, but the, the vaccine and protecting others, and we're seeing a number of texts from people that have uh, various conditions, including uh, a text from a cancer patient. Please get the vaccine for all us cancer patients and anyone who is immune compromised. And that 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 is a, a, a very impactful plea. It really is. And this one's this is going to sound a little bit cynical because I'm generally an upbeat guy. But most of my healthcare colleagues, doctors and nurses, are are moving beyond the "Hey, everybody, will you please do this?" to get the darn thing, will you? They're getting angry. Um, COVID is basically a preventable disease now. It is not 100% preventable, but it's a preventable disease. And if you're not getting vaccinated, you're choosing to put yourself at risk for what is a preventable disease. But the bigger part is exactly what that cancer patient is saying. You personally might feel safe and you might feel uh, immortal and you might feel like you're not going to get sick, but there's a cancer patient out there who is not in that same situation. And so most of us in healthcare are trying to remind people, we're not ethicists, we're not sociologists, but we do see the effects of this. And there are rights to live, You everybody has rights, but there you also have there is some obligation to living in a community, and the obligation is to help someone you don't know. And, and maybe it isn't even somebody you do know. And so by not getting the vaccine, by really honing in on your rights to do that, well, that is one side of the coin, but you are making a decision for somebody else. And a lot of us liken it to drunk driving. Well, you do have the right to go get drunk. You really do. Have at it if you want to do that, but you do not have the right to get in your car while you've been driving drunk. And so you might feel invincible when you're drunk, but you don't get to drive drunk because you're going to hurt somebody else. And just the same reason we have stop signs. You don't get to drive 90 miles an hour down a city street just because you feel like it's your, you want to and you want to take the risk for yourself. We have stop signs so you don't hurt somebody else. It's the exact same thing. So help that cancer patient and get your vaccine. There are a number of texts as well this morning, as you might expect, with, with school coming up and, and kids headed back to school and children under the age of 12 can't get the vaccine. Do you expect that to change? What are, what are you hearing? What are you reading about uh, the availability of vaccine for, for the younger kids? I do see that coming in relatively short order. The vaccine is safe in children, um, but it's only been studied to, uh, down to age 12. I think you'll see it in another couple of phases, probably like down to, say, age 5. And I bet that comes before the end of the year. Again, I'm predicting. I'm, I'm speculating. And then it will be down to, I bet, infants, probably six months old or something, sometime in early 2022. There's really no more worry. There's never really was, uh, but but we have enough data that it's safe. It's even safe in children. This vaccine is safe. We have hundreds of millions, billions of people of doses have been given, and so we know it's safe. What they're doing now is protocols. What dose? Obviously, you wouldn't give a 20-pound child the same amount as you'd give a 210-pound man. So they're working on doses, protocols, schedules for how it's given. And then, yes, they are doing uh, ongoing safety monitoring in children. So I think down to you know, grade school kids will come in the next few months. That's my prediction. Uh, I could be wrong. 
know, heck, I've been wrong before. But uh, and I think by early 2022, it'll be all children. But until that time, that's why adults and kids over 12 have to get vaccinated to protect children. Healthy Matters with Dr. David Hilton. It is an open line phone, uh, show today, and you're welcome to text 651 989 9226. 651 989 9226. Let's go back to the text line and a torn meniscus. In addition to arthritis in my knee, uh, a torn meniscus has also been diagnosed. I go see a knee surgeon in two weeks. What might I expect to hear? Does a meniscus heal on its own? It can heal, although the, your meniscus is a bit of cartilaginous tissue, again, in your knee that's like a shock absorber. Every time you walk, your knee has to bear the weight of your body, and then some. And if you're running or jumping, it's even more. The meniscus is like a little shock absorber, and it doesn't have much blood supply. And blood supply is the key to healing. So they can take forever to heal, months and months and months and months. If it's just a little crack your doctor will probably suggest physical therapy, strengthening exercises, gentle exercises, and it should get better on its own in some time. If it's just a chunk of it is broken off, your doctor might recommend just living with it. In other words, doing the same thing, getting physical therapy, but it's not going to heal if a big chunk of it is broken off. And so in that case, they will probably recommend surgery where they can clean stuff up, get rid of little chips of things in there, wash the whole thing out, and then send you to physical therapy. So you're going to get, you're going to have a few months of working, working out after your meniscus injury, no matter what course of action you take. From our text line here on Healthy Matters, after vein ablation, a large lump appeared on one place on my leg. And it's hard, but it doesn't hurt. Anything to worry about there? I don't think so. It's probably a little hematoma, a little blood collection, which will go away in a week or three. Those can take a while to dissolve. It could be a little inflammation at the site of injection or around one of the veins. It could be a little thrombophlebitis, which is an inflammatory condition right at that place. I would just put some warm washcloths on it. Uh, 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 Don't burn yourself. Don't put hot things on there, but uh, you could try that. It'll probably dissolve and go away in the next few weeks. If it does not, or if it's turning red and warm and the skin around it is turning red, then you should be seen earlier because that could be an infection. Uh, one other quick one before the break. I was treated with an antibiotic a month ago after getting a bullet-type bite, uh, insect bite. Uh, test showed low-level Lyme. Now I have super painful joints at times. Should I get another round of antibiotics? Probably not, but I can't say. Lyme disease is effectively treated by antibiotics, but you maybe didn't get it long enough. It depends if you got it long enough. If you had uh, um, joint pains and you have other issues, uh, you know, fatigue and the like, and you had a rash, and you were in an area where Lyme disease is present, which is where we live. If you live in here in the upper Midwest, we have a ton of Lyme. And so do talk to your doctor. Maybe you didn't get it long enough. Generally, the treatment is a couple, three weeks anyway uh, with something like doxycycline or a similar antibiotic. And, uh, or maybe you didn't get an antibiotic that is effective against Lyme disease. They're not all. So talk to your doctor. Tell them this. It's possible you need another course of antibiotics. It's also possible you have what's called post-Lyme syndrome. Many people who got their Lyme disease treated appropriately have ongoing, sometimes for months or years, fatigue, joint pain, and other problems. It doesn't mean you have an active infection with the bug, 
the with the, the but it does mean you have an inflammatory process and it's a real thing. So again, see somebody for that if you're having ongoing symptoms. And we we've talked mosquitoes and ticks and some of the concerns, but from our text line, here's one we can put in there. What about spider bites? Are, are there concerns with, with some of the spiders we bump into here and there? They're not really poisonous or yucky ones here in Minnesota. It's another advantage to living in places where it gets so dang cold. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we don't get the big, huge, ugly, or nasty ones. But yeah, yes, you can have a little inflammatory problem. You can have a bump on there that lasts for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I'd put some hydrocortisone on there, and it should get better. Quick break. We'll have more here on Healthy Matters. Uh, it is an open line show today, and texts are welcome at 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Healthy Matters every Sunday morning between 7 and 8, brought to you by Hennepin Healthcare on News Talk, 830 WCCO. Healthy Matters, Dr. David Hilton. It is an open line show today, and wow, we've had a lot of texts. We apologize. We won't be able to get to all of those, but Healthy Matters is on the air every Sunday morning between 7 and 8 a.m. Rashini will be back next week with Dr. David Hilton, and uh, you have a very special guest next week on the program. Yeah, we're going to talk sports injuries next week. So, you know, it's school season, football, soccer. Maybe you're a runner. Maybe you're, you know, uh, I, mean, I don't know, maybe you're a high diver. We're going to talk about sports injuries with my colleague, Dr. Nancy Lugar. She is an orthopedic surgeon. We have the most amazing orthopedic surgeons um, at my hospital, and sometimes we'll be out at a restaurant or you know, a happy hour, and I'll say, okay, it's time for you. Come on, Nancy, let's talk about sports injuries. So she's going to be on next week, and we're going to talk about shoulders, arms, legs, all kinds of sports injuries next week. And if you want to schedule an appointment with a provider at Hennepin Healthcare, uh, it's easy to do. It sure is. If you would like the telephone, 612-873-MY-MD, 612 612- 873-6963, or you can go online. It's real easy. HennepinHealthcare.org. Hennepin Healthcare, all one word, HennepinHealthcare.org. And over the final couple minutes of the program today, um, back to COVID, uh, the, the dominant topic again, COVID-19 and vaccines. Here, here's a pretty typical one today as, as we try and blend some together. Uh, Folks have had reactions to other vaccines, say, for instance, shingles, and and it's causing them concern and maybe a little reluctance in getting COVID-19. Totally uh, understandable. Heck, I got a reaction to the last one. I want to go through that again. Still do it anyway. Uh, The vaccines are very different. You might get a little local inflammatory reaction. You might have a more sore arm than anybody else, but get it anyway, Even especially with the shingles. People got kind of sick with the shingles vaccine. The COVID one won't be any worse than that. So go ahead, get it. The only people should be really concerned is if you had an anaphylactic reaction, especially if you had it to the first of the COVID shots. Tell your doctor, and you might not want to get the second one, but that's a very severe reaction, and it's not all that common. And recommendations again uh we we've had a number about i'm planning to travel i have a trip scheduled in the fall overseas 
Uh, what do you say to people that, that approach you with a question like that? Yeah, travel is relatively safe, at least on the airplane. That has been established now. So wear your mask 100% of the time on that airplane. Take it down only to take a drink. Don't be one of those people who nurses your Coke for two, two hours on that airplane. Drink the thing, put your mask back on. Um, be careful in the terminals and uh, um, and look at the place you're going. Look at the country you're going to. I, the regulations are changing all the time. Overseas travel is a little bit more dicey right now. Doesn't mean you can't do it, but look at where you're going. What are you doing when you're there? Are you going to big events or are you going to just visit one family member? Travel is relatively okay. It's more what you're doing when you're there. And for sure, make sure you're vaccinated. We've got to run Healthy Matters with Dr. David Hilton, brought to you by Hennepin Healthcare. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.